Okay, here we go. The Planet Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> and now can we go on to like Bowie Coon? Well, if you'd like to, he was just a lawyer right here on Wall Street, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. He accused me of saying in the press that I smoked marijuana. Uh -huh. And had you said that? No, I had said I had used it. Hey, Sprinkled it on his buckwheat pancakes every morning. We're going to be talking to the spaceman in a few moments here on the Planet Mikey podcast. But first, I just want to finish this phone call. Yes. Yes. Right. Sativa. Right. Planet Monkey Podcast number 254. Yep. You know, I happen to be born in 254. Febu February 1954. Correct. February 17th. I'm going to have, have a very momentous birthday coming up. How far off? No, 19th. Oh. Bill Smith, born February 23rd. Yep. And you're March, March 2nd, 9th, 4th? March 1st. Yeah, very it. good. I March I was 1. Right on the money. I was playing with you on that. Of course I knew what your oh, birthday good. is. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got a Christmas card from Ben and his family, his adorable family. You know what? I did, too. Yeah, oh, thank two, you, two Ben. Two dogs, cute little boy, and he's got a lovely wife. That came in today's mail. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. So I'm going to go over there Christmas Eve and see what's going on. What you going to do? Take all the presents. I'm going to Grinch them out. You Grinch. I'm going to Grinch those bastards out over there. But no, very, very nice. Very lovely family. My, my wife said the same thing. Oh, my God. You know how how women talk. Yeah. <laughs> but my wife means it. She's genuine. She's sincere. She's kind. She is. We're going to call Billy in a moment here. But first, we want to tell you about Pro Automotive of Webster and Dudley, Massachusetts, who saved me again. Save me again. The I prostitute mean. is someone who no, would no. love you no matter who you are. That's not the That's the wrong song. Yeah. If you've got trouble with your car, <laughs> Pro Automotive is who to see. Pro Pro, Pro Automotive. Automotive. Yeah. And Pro Automotive FM. If, if you've got trouble with your car. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> if you want to find out all about them, Pro Automotive MA. Dot com if is you've you. got trouble with your car, <laughs> truck, or SUV. We already did this. Every time you say the words. All right, but not, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> they are at 199 Oxford Avenue, Dudley, also Who? South Main Street, Webster, at 8 Englewood Street in Webster, and they are great. Also, a great Christmas gift idea for you. What's we got that? some great Christmas gift ideas coming up right yep. here. Get a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a gun, feel really safer, and, uh, and you'll have a gun. Now's a good time to buy one, too. Shawshine Firearms. What is it? Shawsheenfirearms.com, right? Yep. They're in Bill Ricca, and they're fabulous and very reputable and very knowledgeable. And Vinny Cedrone is, is the guy who, who to talk to there. And you tell them Mikey sent you. That's right. And uh, also, so we have more Italians on this show, don't we? It's like Richie Talieri, his, his amazing uh, Melrose uh, version of Giacomo's on Main Street is fabulous. And we're going to go there, all of us, right? That's right. Yeah. Collectively. Do the show from there. My grandma's coffee cake. You know, I, the best in the world. Had one this week. These are all the pod... Did you? Yeah. These are all the podcast sponsors we have on this show. No one else in my family got a bite. And they're <laughs> greedy bastard. Hey, I gave them two days. You ever notice how when guys are playing cards and they have a cigar in their mouth, they don't say bastard the same way they go like this? Bastard. Well, you know, that's... In other words, you say bastard when you normally say it. But when you have a cigar in your mouth, you're like, bastard. 
Uh, right. Thanks for that. Okay, yeah, that was good. Did you learn anything? <laughs> but did you learn anything? Yes. That's my question. You're a great character uh, actor. Before, before we get to uh, the spaceman, Dave Maynard said character is just a jerk with personality. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. I just want to tell you guys one bad thing that happened to me with betting yesterday. Before we call spaceman, because he, you know, spaceman is an uplifting guy, and this is a downlifting, a down. Trodden type of story. You mean you lost again, Mike? Well, listen to this. I had three parlays going away, three three team parlays. Yeah. One of them went out because of it. And then I had two left, okay? And it was, I put down a buck, you know, a buck to win 24. You know what I'm saying? It was like 100 to win 240. Yeah. On these parlays because I teased them, okay? And here's what they involved the Miami freaking Dolphins who suck. Listen to what happened. Last night, I needed them to win by. In one parlay, I needed them to win by seven and a half. Yeah. In another parlay, I needed them to win by six and a half. But they're playing Tennessee, who have not won a road game this year. Okay. So chances look great. And Miami's been oh, prolific. Man. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this is good. And, and Miami's at home. So, okay, this is easy. So I'm watching the game. It gets to the point it's tied, it's tight. Then late in the game, Miami goes up 27 to 13 with three minutes left. Okay. They had three minutes left in the game. Now, here's the stat on teams that are up 14 points with three minutes left. In the, if, if you're up 14 with less than three minutes left, you're 0 and 767. In other words, 767 games they've lost in that scenario. Nobody's won in that situation. And what happens last night? Tennessee comes back and wins by a point. It's the first time. So now they're now teams that are in that situation are one and seven seven sixty seven. With and I guess what? There goes both my parlays. I'm like, of course, of course, I got screwed. First road win for the Tex- Tennessee Titans. Twice. <laughs> Here, here's what you uh, should what? shouldn't have done. What? What? You ben shouldn't knows. have bet against. You uh, you are friends with my wife. You've known her for many years. Yeah. What? Shouldn't have bet against her family. What? They're Dolphins fans? No. No. Her cousin's Will Levis. Should not have bet against. Okay. I'll remember that next time. Yeah, and if you lose your bet and you bet on him, don't bring it up to uh, Christ, Mikey. You know, maybe we should call Bill Lee. Get me I didn't better, tell you that, though. Get me in a better mood. Well, I didn't remember it. You telling me something and me remembering it are two separate things. I'll call Bill Lee. <laughs> call Bill Lee. Would you call Bill Lee because... I'll do it right now. God. I'm, <clears throat> I mean, I lost so much money on that. Well, you should have called me first. You, you lose the 200, that's one thing. You don't You don't make the 480, that's the other thing. You know, that's a, five, it's a $500 number there. Yeah, you done fucked up. Tajik, unbelievable. Da. How much you want to bet? Do you want to bet it all now that he answers this call? Howdy. Hey, hey. Well, I'm so glad you didn't accept it. The guy I need to, to cheer me up after that betting swoon I had last night, uh, Bill Lee, the spaceman. I, I bet on the Miami Dolphins, and and they no team, 767 consecutive losses with teams up 14 points and three minutes left. And guess what? The Dolphins did it, and they screwed me. <laughs> See, I told hey, you. I don't bet. I don't watch TV. I don't have a TV. I haven't had a TV since January. Really? What happened to it? Was it satellite? I don't know. Direct TV sent me a new thing to put in, and it was digital. And 
worked off the Wi-Fi, and I don't have that, and uh, I have a long line, and and then they wanted me to pay for this and that, and and I don't pay them, so I'm fighting with AT&T, and told them my dad worked for AT&T, my brother worked for ANTT. And they care. Everybody in my family worked for AT&T, and I said, and the guy was from the Philippines, and I told him, yeah, I said, MacArthur, I remember that day, you know, we shall return. <laughs> Hey, you had to rub a little salt in that ancient wound, huh? Oh, I tell you, I just, I don't want, well, I've got an antenna now, and I'm going to hook it up, and I should get three channels, and, you know, as old as I am, that's all I need. Well, you know, Eric Severide and, uh, you know, Ed McMurray and uh, stuff like that. Fred, Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray, yeah, yeah. Edward R. Murrow, that's the one I was thinking of. I was a huge My Three Sons fan. You know, I even know who played uh, who played the older brother, uh, Mike, who left the house, Tim Considine. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I got a total. You, uh, you got a great memory, I'll tell you. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. check your memory right now, okay? Okay, because Gordon Thomas's birthday is today. Now, I asked you on the phone. I, you didn't, I didn't tip you off. I asked you, did, did you ever give up a home run to Gorman Thomas? And you said, oh yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, he was born on this date, 1950, so he's 73 today. And I looked it up. And mm-hmm. it, he, he had three home runs off you. Two of them were in a five-day period uh, uh, Milwaukee against the Red Sox in ni- early 1978. You gave up one home run, and then you, uh, five days later you gave up another home run to Gorman Thomas. So now you know. Three. Three total homers. I know. I know. He's, he's right up there. You know, Frank Howard hit the ha- first one. I think Harmon Killebrew hit the second one. And I'm trying to think who hit the la- Oh, Frank... Uh, Henry Aaron hit the last one. The yeah, last one, last American. Now I gotta ask you this too, Spaceman. Okay, because you, you and I went to dinner one, one night with Fergie Jenkins. It was one of the great, great baseball talks I've ever had in my life. Uh, his birthday is tomorrow. Do you have any idea how old Fergie is? Wow, I would say he is eighty. He's exactly eighty tomorrow. Hall wow. of Famer Ferguson Jenkins, your buddy and uh, member of the Buffalo Head Gang. Uh, I know how much he weighs, too. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should work at a carnival. Uh, Fergie. Yeah. <clears throat> no, he's married to some girl from the Sinaloa cartel, and she's got him by the short and curly, so I don't think he's he's coming back. <laughs> he, he, he did pretty well in his career, though. He had, he had one Cy Young Award. He finished second for the Cy Young Award twice. And he also finished third one time, and that's not too shabby. Uh, he was unbelievable. What control. He was a two-pitch pitcher. He had a really good sinker, and he had a nice little cutter slider down and in, and he could change off of, off the fastball and throw that little fade away, and boy, could he pitch. You know, he had 285 wins, 267 complete games. Uh, 267, wow. 49 shutouts. That's what Tion had. So he had 49 yeah. shutouts, too. But the my favorite with uh, Fergie was the 1971 Cy Young Award year for him. He started 39 times, Spaceman, and he's completed 30. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, one more birthday coming up is on the de- December 15th. Bill Buckner, the late, great uh, Bill Buckner. And I know that do, you and I had to... Yeah, he, uh, I kissed him on the head when he was... Last time I saw him in 
in Arizona, and he was dead in about three months. He had that Lou Bodie's disease, and yeah, Louis, one side of him was frozen, and the other side was shaken. It yeah. was terrible. Louis dementia, yeah, it was a terrible, terrible thing. Um, do you think it's weird? I know your birthday's coming up. You're going to be 77 at the end of this month, which is uh, which is great. And I'm going to ask you about your uh, your adventure to keep your health in line here, but do you think it's odd that uh, the greatest American League catcher and the greatest National League catchers were both born in December 1947? That'd be Fisk and Johnny Bench. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it was an amazing year. There were the second baby boomers, 47, 46 were the first ones. I was one of the original baby boomers, and, you know, my Dad fought in Okinawa and came home, so I'm a really lucky son of a gun. But speaking of having good luck, I understand that you have finally found the right doctor uh, to uh, repair the heart issue that you had going. Tell us the latest development on that, because I know you had a procedure the 1st of December, was it? December 1st. Yeah. Yeah, I had three of them since Labor Day, and the first two failed. Men, uh, it was... Labor Day Friday, he was. I was the last procedure. He was exhausted. They carried him out of the room, and then uh, I was let go. He couldn't succeed in going over the top of Camel's Hump, I called it, over the circumflex artery. Couldn't get in there. Didn't know how to do it. Then they promised me at Boston, uh, Mass General, that they could do it. They failed. And uh, then I took a shot, a team out of Dartmouth-Hitchcock, a Dr. Min that I knew through my first doctor, Dr. Newton from Savannah. They went to school at the Cleveland Institute, and he says, my team's willing to take a shot. I said, only if it's left-handed, a short left-handed like Johnny Padres, you know, and they have to go over the top with a little break in rotation. And I go in, and Dr. Chaudhry comes in. She is from Louisiana, Monroe. She's a woman. But she's left-handed. Bingo. Yeah, she held my hands and said, "Mr. Lee, this is a difficult procedure. They failed twice, but I believe I learned something from their (laughs) failures. And damned if she didn't get it done." Now, and uh, her name is what? Happy for her. What was her name? Yeah, Doctor Hannah. I Shadry, C-H-A-U-D-R-Y. What a woman! What's her nationality? uh, What is she? Where's she? Tired. It was amazing. But guess what? At the end of the procedure, you know, after I came out of recovery, she yeah. comes in and she goes, you know, the man who failed you in Boston taught me how to do it. Wow. How about that? Wow. And she had small Great. hands and she was... Yeah, she had small hands and good rotation. And she did it with mirrors, she said, because they learned right-handed. And she did went in my right artery <laughs> and... Uh, wow. When they left, they kind of left me on the table, forgot about me, and I almost bled to death, but that's all right. <laughs> and uh, then I got out, and then I got bronchitis from uh, Dartmouth-Hitchcock, which I've had for about 10 days now, and it's starting to subside. So, so she gets got... these little dividends when you go to the hospital. She put the stint in? She put the, she ballooned me. She found, well, she got it. She ballooned you. She got to get the wire in the opening. <laughs> no one could do that. To balloon me, and then you got to balloon it and widen it up and get the obstruction out, and then you've got to stint it to keep it uh, open and uh, allow the blood flow to go through. I want to get this. I want step procedure. I want to get her number. I I think I want to take her camping with me. (laughs) I'm telling you, she is. uh, Yeah, (laughs) she's a great. Great little woman, and uh, she's diminutive, and that's what I asked for, and I got it. So she's from the Diminutive Republic. 
Yeah, she knows from Pakistan, Lahore, or oh, she, Karachi, Pakistan. where all my hash dealers used to live. She, she's from Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, she's a Paki. <laughs> well, you're feeling better. I mean, I can just tell you're feeling better. Last two times I've talked to you, you've been like all yeah, kinds yeah. of bright-eyed no, I'm, and bushy. I'm, well, it's exactly. I mean, when you go into your medicine cabinet, you got four heart pills, and you got nitroglycerin tablets, and then you look over on the side, and there's Annabelle's nitroglycerin tablets. You know you're old. Wow. <laughs> Annabelle's are still there, huh? No, I mean all of her medicine still in the medicine chest. Well, that's chest. what I'm saying. You might she want, was you with might, us when she died. You might want to throw that stuff out if it's going to be. Well, no, I could have used it. I mean, I <laughs> don't have to pay for it. You know, I, I got this Ernesto they've given me. It's Intestro, I think, and Ernesto, and I go, I don't want to take that stuff. That guy was a 220 hitter. <laughs> still, now I got We got. I took. We we took something off the internet, and it was a, mm-hmm. it was an episode of uh, of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me that you were part of, and uh, we have some sound clips, just some little clips from that very very funny uh, epic episode. Uh, we're going to play. You can comment on them. Uh, ready? Let's do. Let's just take them in order. This one's from. Uh, the very beginning of the show here when they were talking to you here. Ready? They asked if they had a drug problem on the Red Sox when I got traded to uh, Montreal, and I said, damn right they have a drug problem on the Red Sox. They've been abusing nicotine, alcohol, and caffeine for way too long, and they got to put a stop to it. And they said, no, no, Bill, we mean marijuana. I said, I've been using that since 1964. <laughs> Is that an accurate statement? That's, that's right on there, yeah. I, all the runners... The long-distance runners smoke dope because it expanded their lungs so they could run better. Yeah, oh, there's no question about that. And that's uh, that's, where I came, that's where I'm coming from. Then they, uh, they asked you, you know, about your longevity and your ability at an advanced stage because, you know, we all know that you, you're the oldest man in the history of baseball to win a professional ball game, and you broke your own record. Uh, was it San Rafael? Uh, was that what Yeah, San Rafael is 65, and then I won again at 67 when San Rafael traded with the Sonoma Stompers. I was 67 when I beat uh, I beat Pittsburgh. That was 10 years ago. Huh? That's almost 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And then I think I've won one game with the Bananas. I got a, I think I got a decision when I pitched in Kansas City because we scored a run in the bottom of the inning, and I think I was the winning pitcher in, in Kansas City two in years relief, ago. In relief of the Savannah, Savannah Bananas. Well, here's, yeah, in the here, eighth inning. Here's how you explain why you can still pitch. I'm a ringer. People fly me in to pitch. They pay for my flight, and I guarantee them uh, I'll show up. How is it possible that you're still pitching uh, at your age? Drugs. They loved it. They loved it in Lennox. Then the, uh, yeah, they loved it in Lennox. It was a good. It was a good thing. All my questions were about uh, uh, one of these a- that actor that was gay in uh, yeah, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, which is in Savannah. What's his I name? I think it was what the hell's Kevin his name? Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Yeah. And, and Spacey. Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, the questions. I I got all three of the questions right. Well, you know that's because you're, uh, you know, a veritable store of knowledge. Here's no, what... I was just guessing. I was just, <laughs> but I, I'm a good guesser. Yeah, you, it, it's not your hobby to keep track of what gay actors do in their spare time, right? Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, uh, you know, in good 
The funny thing is, in the movie Midnight in the Garden of Eden, he plays a gay guy. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> did a hell of a job. Uh, he they, did a hell of a job. They asked. Uh, they asked you to explain. You've probably been asked this a million times in your career. But uh, how did you get your nickname? You have one of the great nicknames in baseball, a sport known for nicknames. How did you acquire it? You don't pick your nickname. No. Louis Tion started in Baltimore. I think it was 71. The second time we landed on the moon, he didn't get anybody out. I came in with the bases loaded, two runs already in. The next guy struck out. I ended up throwing eight and two-thirds innings of relief. I got a fake bunt and scored the winning run. We went into first place. Landed on the moon, and when we went back into the locker room and the press came by, we said, we got our own spaceman right here. I was holding court saying that we, we actually didn't land on the moon. It was filmed in Arco, Idaho. You were one of those guys? I am. Yeah, I'm the only spaceman I know. <laughs> so far. Uh, and the, 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 the last clip we have here is when, this, now, of course, they made a movie. What year was the, the movie Spaceman made? Uh just recently, uh, yeah, oh, eight, Josh Jamal, California, had to be about seven years ago, eight, seven, just eight. before his divorce from Fergie. Yeah. He, he was married to Fergie, Stacey Ferguson, and then they just broke up. Now he's married to another girl in uh, North Dakota. Well, that's what happens when you're a superstar. You get all the uh, the girlfriends you want. Uh, but they they were they just made the movie, and, they, and you were talking about that uh, uh, on uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Bill, uh, there's a movie out there about your life. It's called Spaceman. What's it like seeing yourself played on screen? It starts out with uh, you hear the sizzling of pancakes and stuff, and it, you see all of a sudden a thing open and marijuana go on the pancakes. Yeah. And then it pulls back, and there I am in an apron and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and then it goes downhill from there. I'm going to ask you, did you in real life look as good from behind as Josh Dummel does in that movie? I have a 42-inch waist. He has probably a 34-inch waist. No, you can't get a camera around my ass. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was a great episode, man. I'd say I heard it. I heard it live too. It I, was a good one, yeah. Yeah, and they loved it up there. Uh, so it was live at Tanglewood. So it was, right. you know, it was a, it was a big crowd, about seven thousand. Lenox, Massachusetts, uh, and a and a, and a uh, completely memorable one. Now you say you talk about getting a camera around your ass. You know, you you get nothing compared to the Dick Raddatz, the, the monster. You know, when, oh my God, when yeah. he was, uh, you know, later on in his life, he got very, very, very big. But I'm going to see if you if you know this this uh, trivial fact about the monster. What record does he hold? All time major league record belongs to Dick Raddatz. Struck out Mickey Mantle the most. No, well he did. He did strike out Mickey a lot, but that's not the the. Uh, this is a. That's not it. No. He's the only pro that paid a hundred dollars to throw oranges at a gay guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that story. <laughs> that had a sting. No, it's it's the most the most strikeouts. In the history of the major leagues, by a relief pitcher in a season. Wow, one hundred and eighty-one Ks in nineteen sixty-four. No yeah, and he appeared. No on, he pitched one hundred fifty-seven innings or something like that. One hundred eighty-one strikeouts. Still to this day, the most strikeouts in major league history by a relief pitcher. Unbelievable! How cool is that? He could bring it. Hey, I in seventy-nine, I get traded to Montreal after. We lose to the Bucky Dent, right? I go up there. I, I pitch 225 innings, 
and I only struck out 46 guys. <laughs> oh, what? What? How, how is that possible? You know, the, the, how is that possible? Because <laughs> I never got two strikes on anybody. Well, <laughs> right. Well, that's like that's like Casey Stengel talking about how did the New York Mets of 1962 break the record for most triple plays in a season? And Casey says, that's easy. We got two on and nobody out more than anybody in history. <laughs> you know? That's right. So yeah, I guess what probably stands out, though, as far as a lack of strikeout performance for you was the day you broke the record. Uh, uh, by the way, that, that record-breaking game that you had in San Rafael, mm-hmm. uh, you had... You threw a couple leafist pitches, you know the old. Uh, it was the game was two hours and twenty one minutes, just like the good old days when games went wow. by uh, quickly. So you were all business, but uh, you uh, you retired the side in order, took a no hitter into the fourth. You threw some leafist pitches, brought the crowd to their feet with an RBI single using a bat you made from your own hands on your Vermont a Vermont yellow birch. But yeah. it says here you didn't strike out anybody and you didn't walk anybody. <laughs> No, that's me. That's just unbelievable. No no strikeouts, no walks in a nine inning game. Unbelievable. I know, I know. And I had three girl ex girlfriends there and Diana and I I remember I came off the field and I I bowed towards the Pacific Ocean, kissed the grass, and walked off. <laughs> what a way to go off the field! Huh? That's a, that's in, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, now, did they put in anything any artifacts from that game in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I think yeah. I think one of my uniforms is there. Uh, I know the bat is it and stuff, but uh, I think they have one of my gloves. You know, and now with the banana stuff and everything else, I have a pretty good group of stuff down in the archives. I found out I have more articles than almost any player because I played so long. The Savannah Bananas will be coming to Fenway, uh, I guess, this summer, right? Yeah. Yeah, June eighth, I think. Uh, We'll have to I all get together. Eight. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But, you know, right now, with I've got four feet of snow in my backyard. Yeah. I can't, the dog won't even go out. It's amazing. So you did you know, get well, the snow. I, I saw that thing. We, we were expecting it down here. It never came. I'll tell you something. We got hammered three times on three Sundays, and the power went out every Monday after that. And I, uh, I've been without power three times, and I've been cooking in my fireplace. Wow. Yeah, I tell you, in a Crashbury, Vermont, it's, it gets cold, and you're on a hill too. I'm on a hill. It's it's in the right in the shadow of of uh, Mount Mansfield and just below Jay Peak, and it's a very big. It's where the cross country ski center is, and the biathlons are out there right now training. You know, it's all Olympians all over Crashbury, and Greensboro has uh, Sean Hills Brewery. You know, Hill Farmstead Brewery, and now we got Circus Smirkus, and we've got a, a Shakespearean theater. This is really a renaissance theater. place now, yeah. and uh, property values have skyrocketed. I almost can't afford to live here. Well, you know, if you want to send, send Bill fan mail, just send it to Bill Lee, Crassbury, Vermont, and guess what? They, 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 they All the post, post office guys know exactly who he is. <laughs> oh, I know. I I was going to walk down and get my mail today, but I was afraid I couldn't make it back up. I Not to change the subject here, but first of all, we're, go, we're, we're all glad you're feeling better and you had that thing done right by that little pack of stinty uh, doctor who with small hands and left-hander. God bless her. You know, that's that was a good job by her. So that's great news. You sound great. But I want to ask you, and all, all you guys in the room here, Ben, Bill, and Bill. Yes. Let's let's do a little guessing game. I saw this on the internet. You know how LGBTQ is a huge thing now. Yeah, 
everybody's talking about the whole gender thing and LGBTQ, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Guess, if you will, well, I'm going to give you the list of the, ten, the top 10 queerest states in America. And that's what the article said, the top 10 queer states. Do you guys have any guesses off the top? Mm. Massachusetts, California, Vermont, <laughs> uh, Seattle, uh, Washington. That's uh, four. He's got three of them. He's got New three. York. California's not on the list. It's not? No. Uh, well, they're just gay out there. It's from, <laughs> Vermont is, uh, is on the list. Okay, it goes like this, the top ten. Ohio has six, and they do it by percentage of people who identify as LGBTQ. Mm. Ohio, 6.2%. Minnesota and Tennessee, 6.3%. Rhode Island, Maine, and Massachusetts, right in a row, three New England states at 6.5%. Nevada, 6.6%. Colorado, 6.8%. Washington State, as Bill guessed, 69 New Hampshire, coming yeah. out of nowhere with a 7.2%. Mm. And Vermont, Bill, is at 7.4%. It's only two yep. states higher in the percentage, and that's Delaware at 7.5 and Oregon. That's, Oregon, yeah. They got psilocybin out there. Here, here's, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the killer. Washington, D.C., 14.3% identify as LGBTQ in our nation's capital. That, does, that, does that strike you as funny? Well, those, those, those are those Democrats. <laughs> that, that's what it is. That, that used to be Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> and they made the switcheroo. They self-identify. I love it. Washington, D.C., huh? Yeah, Washington, D.C., 14.3. The USA average is 5.6, but there's there's five New England states in the top ten. Hey, the white chromosome is on the way out. It, the sper sperm count of the American male has gone down 40% in the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. So it's we're on the way out. We're toast. You know, how do they count those? those their sperm is One so at a small. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, listen, Spaceman, we're, we're glad you're good. I'm gonna, we're going to have Joe and Jerry do a, do a little Castiglioke wish for you. Thanks for joining us. All you wanted to know about sex were afraid of to ask. When, when uh, he was a sperm, remember he was all dressed up in white? Right. And he was going out there. They were getting ready, boys. They're cranking it up. And then he goes, they yell, go back, go back. It's a blowjob. <laughs> Bill Lee, the space man. Love you guys. Bye. You too, man. <laughs> Merry, and Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good night. We got Castiglioke. Right now. Right now. He says as he cues the... <laughs> yeah, all right, now. <laughs> yeah, Joe and Jerry. <laughs> Felice Navidad. Felice Navidad. Felice Navidad. Prospero Año y Felicidad. Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Joe, Prospero, Año y Felicidad. How'd I do? Did great. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my sphincter. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Joe. I want to wish you a 
Merry Christmas show. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my taint. Police Navidad. Call the police. Police Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Prospero, Año y Felicidad. Ah, ah, Feliz Navidad. Oh, Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Prospero, Año y Felicidad, like John Jaha. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Troop, from the bottom of my ever-loving heart. Hey, go fuck yourself, Joe. I'm busy over here. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Good night, everybody.